0: Nation, spit nation, <laughs> Fit nation.
1: Awesome. Where it began. Touching warm Reaching out Touching
0: Misfit Nation, if you are a veteran and you are struggling or feel like you're leading a path towards the darkness, stop and think about those who are around you. Think about those who truly value you, how they will miss you. You are not alone. You need to talk to someone. Someone will listen to you. If you feel like you'll be a burden to someone or embarrassed that the thoughts in your head might make others feel awkward, call the anonymous hotline at 1-800-273-8255 and press option one Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, thank you for joining us. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps to include the military broadcast radio app and check out our family of shows. They're all hosted by veterans. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. That's the underscore Misfit Nation. And subscribe and click the bell. This will keep you up to date with all our latest news episodes and, of course, the stories of our guests. Speaking of which, our next guest is a published author and four-time entrepreneur that's been featured on ABC, WGN, CNN, Money, CBS, Forbes, Fox Business, Hoover's, Reuters, INC 500, New York Times, New Jersey Star-Ledger, the Sydney Morning Herald, the Denver Post, Houston Chronicle, and many more. She is the CEO and founder of Decaf Digital, a social media marketing agency that turned uh, six this year in 22 work with with clients primarily in mid-market, but also have household name, uh, billion-dollar clients, and well-funded startups. She built this legacy out of her experience as Chief Digital Marketing Officer, Chief Marketing Officer VP, Digital and Social Media for PE-backed private and Fortune 100 companies. She brings over 20 years of experience in marketing and over 10 specific to digital and social media marketing. So without further ado, let's welcome Adriana Cowden, Fit Nation. Welcome, Adriana.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate that.
0: Awesome. Uh, it's great to finally get this thing connected. I know it took yeah. us a while to you know, get hiccups out of the way and get this going. Yeah, I have uh,
2: such a crazy uh, schedule, so I apologize for that. And I just appreciate your flexibility and understanding.
0: No, no, We have to be flexible in this day and age when everyone is going 100 miles an hour in 100 different directions. Yeah, <laughs> so Adriana, if you don't mind, tell us a bit about your backstory from as far back as you want to go. Three struggles to how you got to where you are now.
2: Yeah. So um, I'll start with my, I started my career in human resources, in training and development and recruiting, and was um, at a major telecom company. And the senior vice president of marketing came to my vice president and was like, she needs to come work for me. And I was like, I, I don't want to be a marketeer. No, I don't think so. I'm not marketing. And after that happened like three times in a row, he was like, well, I can't handle it anymore. So you need to go over there. And uh, within about six months, I was in love with marketing. I've never looked back. It's been almost 25 years now. Um, I have started four companies. Decap Digital, my current company is about six years old, well, six years old in May. So six years and one month. Um, and it is uh, to your point a boutique social media agency We really focus a lot on high growth, well-funded startups, mid-size, and we do all those things social media that make you think, do I need to do this? What am I getting out of this? We take all that pain and uncertainty out of it for our clients. Um, And then just on a personal note, I'm married to an actual rocket scientist, pretty friggin' smart. Um, He is a race engineer by profession, though. Uh, I have a a 13-and-a-half-year-old, what I call baby, Henry Winston, who is a Shih Tzu. He's my only child. And um, I also live with 10 chronic diseases, um, most of which have been diagnosed in the last five years. So in the last five years, I've had 27 surgeries and procedures. Um, And so what I like to say is that goes to show you that if you persevere, you can do anything, but you have to surround yourself with a great team of people without my team. I would be nothing. Um, so they're wonderful. And I, I just want to lob onto your intro for a second. Um, I know a lot of veterans struggle with PTSD and for someone like me, I went through an experience with my health in 2016 and about midway through 2017 was diagnosed with PTSD and I was like, isn't that something only veterans get? <laughs> so I just, I have a true appreciation for anyone who's struggling with that. Cause I've been through it myself and it can be very um, challenging and humbling and scary.
0: Definitely is. And it, it's not just a, it's stigma that it's just veterans or people who've been there yeah. get PTSD. Uh, pretty much anyone can get it. In a car accident, that's a pretty, pretty obvious way to get PTSD right there. Yeah. A bad one where you're already at fault person to have to go to court for it. That's a pretty traumatic event for you, no matter what age you were at that time. And especially with you having 27 surgeries, that's a lot of surgeries in a very short window of period there, Uh, about 60 months, I guess, of having all those surgeries. That's a lot and running a business in that same time. So that's a hats off to you for uh, staying focused. And of course, like you said, thank you for having a team around you, surround yourself with great people, great things happen. So uh, what kept you motivated during that time when you were uh, basically looking at the walls of hospitals every other week? Yes, basically.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, and that's really what I was doing. I mean, one year I was hospitalized for a total of four or five months. So I spent a lot of time in the hospital. Um, It's really passion to help people and change the way they experience the world. And I just happened to do that through digital and social media um, and what I have found is I just, I love working. Like I I found something I'm good at by the grace of above. And I really love working. I love our clients and building a team has always been something very natural for me. So when the company moved on from being like a solopreneur to more of an entrepreneur, and then to a business owner, those can be pretty hard shifts for people because you're used to like owning and doing everything. And then you have to delegate and let some of that control go. Um In my case, it was easier for two reasons. One, I have done it historically a number of times in my career, and two, I didn't have any choice. I was so sick that like i I had no choice but to rely on other people or just close the business, and I'm too friggin stubborn to do that. <laughs> so I think part of what kept me going it was just my stubborn mentality. My husband says I'm the most stubborn person he's ever met, so I take that stubborn and turn it into motivation.
1: Take
0: that, take that and put a crown on it. So you're doing good to keep it yeah. stubborn to him. That's, that's, I think, every woman's goal is to be stubborn towards her husband anyway. So <laughs> business world as well. Very true. I mean, after all those surgeries, are you in a better side of the medical world now, or the health world?
2: You know, um, the primary uh, disease I have that kind of escalated into everything else is chronic pancreatic disease um and i had two radical surgeries for that one is called a whipple and they remove over half your pancreas over half your stomach your small intestine your bile like your gallbladder um and that believe it or not did not take so i was still very sick after that um and then the second one they removed the remainder of my pancreas so i don't have a pancreas anymore um, and then they harvest islet cells which create insulin in your body and they transplant them into your liver um And so that's kind of the most radical treatment you can get for pancreatic disease. I've had all of that. And then I kind of joke that at this point they just put you out to pasture. Like we've done everything we can do. If it doesn't work, we don't know what else to do with you. Um, So I still suffer with regular pain and significant nausea and vomiting, but it's amazing what you can learn to live with. Like, that's just my, that that's just like my daily world. You know, I take like 30 or 40 pills a day to function and, medications and I just, I've just become used to it. I don't know anything else, right? So I always say people are given something in life, finances, relationship, health, religion, something that is their struggle. Like everyone has something that is their weak area. Mine happens to be organs in my body.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a a great attitude, great way to look at that as well. And I mean, you got all this going on, you start a business, and then two and a half years into that, Mr. COVID comes to town. Right. Everything piled on top of you at the same time. But yet here you are on the other side of COVID, on the other side of all these surgeries. And how are your clients doing now?
2: You know, our clients are doing really, really well. Um, our, our retail clients had trouble pivoting. Um, one of our biggest clients we lost because they couldn't pivot to the COVID idea of like buy online, pick up in store. They couldn't get their systems and their stores to do that. Um, so they ended up claiming bankruptcy and they're a, a name brand client. Like people would recognize them in the mall. Um, and then some of our other clients grew astronomically. We have a car subscription company that we actually had to scale back their marketing for about three months. Cause it was just overwhelming. They were like, we don't have enough cars for all these people. <laughs> Um, which I think is a common story anymore, and still to this day, um, but they, they've they 've all done remarkably well, and we did not see business dip. We saw business increase because more people were moving dollars online, and more companies that maybe had been hesitant to do online and social marketing were like, Well, people are home all day. I might as well market to them um, and the only real change we had was we used to have an office in Indianapolis. And um, if this isn't a business lesson, it was the same cost per month to rent that office month to month than it was for a one year contract. So I, of course, signed month to month. And when COVID hit, I walked. And uh, they actually went out of business. Um, the co working space did. But you know now the team is everywhere. They're in Michigan and Chicago and Madison and Washington and Florida and they're just all uh, Tokyo. They're everywhere. You
0: got Tokyo there. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know and like you said everyone had to do that little pivot uh before covid were you doing a lot of digital marketing trying to get people through like social media or through new news sites websites on digital marketing that way or were you trying to stay with the brick and mortars and trying to teach them how to pivot
2: you know um i came out of retail i i worked as a vice president of digital and social for a 40 billion dollar retailer so retail was something and is still something i know very well it's near and dear to my heart i'm one of the idiots that like gets a buzz out of working on Black Friday, like online, seeing all the online audience and traffic and competition. I it's it's a sickness. Um but like in April I'm like is it almost time for holiday decorations? So um but you know we we are really industry agnostic. I mean we also have a Tex Mex restaurant chain. We have all kinds of different businesses. Um, so it's less about the industry and more about the growth of the company. We really focus on those high growth companies. Um, out, I call them startups, but they're not like brand new companies. They're like in that emerging growth phase is kind of our sweet spot. And and we are just industry agnostic. We cross every industry and every geography.
0: And that's the way to survive in the marketing business, especially the digital world. You have to have your tentacles and everything kind of, Yeah, you're not just solely focused on uh, Joe's Shoeshine store, store. You have to have everything out there. And, and I, yeah. like your bio says, you have things from the small mom and pop all the way up to the billion dollar uh, client. So everywhere in between, there's a sweet spot that you might even shop at that store a lot, but you know, unbeknownst to others, but you shop there and end market at the same time. Yeah. Is there one client that is like your favorite or the one that's been around the longest?
2: Um. You know, I, I will tell you, everyone in the team has favorite clients. Um, my favorite is a newer client. They've only been with us, I think three or four months now, but they're a housewares company and I love decorating. I love interior design. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to buy a rug. I'm going to find some new poops. And, um, and so I really got a kick out of their product line and everyone on the team, the majority of the team is women. Just, that's just how it happened. Um, and everyone was very, very excited for this client to come on board, primarily actually because they have beautiful creative. And like how good your creative is determines how well your ads do as well as the ad copy. But, um, you know, if you have junky creative, it just doesn't work on social. And so we were really jazzed because they have gorgeous creative.
0: That's outstanding. And that? the person that's in Tokyo, do they handle just a client there or do they also reach out all over.
2: They handle a client there. We have a $2 trillion client headquartered in Tokyo that is in 50 countries and has 200,000 employees. And so we run social media community management for them. So we have someone in the US, someone in Tokyo, and then we have a full team that does like creative direction and copy and um, planning and calendaring. Um, But the person in Tokyo is really there to be an on-site person for that client.
0: Okay, they get to have a, a nice location too, so that's pretty awesome. <laughs>
2: right, yeah. I keep trying to get a team event over there, <laughs> but then I remember I have to fund the bills. <laughs> yeah, they have to
0: pay for you, or get the client to pay for it to celebrate you.
2: You know, I was actually on um, a call today. I just drove up to Detroit this afternoon, and I was actually pitching that. I was like, I mean, I think they need to bring a small contingent of us over to Tokyo. I think it'll solidify the relationship
0: just to check it out. Make sure everything's solid. It's right, good. Yeah. Take hands, drink some Japanese whiskey. It's whatever.
2: Get some Wagyu beef while I'm there. Sure.
0: Whatever you have to do to sacrifice at that point. I mean,
2: it just, it comes down to how much I am willing to sacrifice. And if I have to, I have to. I and
0: mean, you have sacrificed a lot in the last uh, five, six years with all your surgeries and such. And during that period you had, did you cut back your work at all or did you just keep pushing the pedal down and go?
2: You know, um, I tend to, I tend to be like a Ferrari. I'm high speed and high maintenance. So that's I'm like, this body is just such a piece of junk. It's very high maintenance, but um, it goes a hundred miles an hour. So I'll keep it. Um, but I had to cut back at some point, mostly in 2017. Uh, I really had to cut back then. I was, um, hospitalized for failure to thrive. My organs were literally shutting down because I couldn't eat. So um, when you're in that kind of a state and um, you're fully disabled, I was in a wheelchair full time. It's it's very hard to do anything other than just breathe and exist. And uh, so I did scale back in 2017. And then um, as I started coming out of it in 2018, I just ramped right back up.
0: Just hit the pedal again and went.
2: Yeah, just, and it's funny because my therapist is always like, you will never learn being a workaholic is not good for your health.
0: You <laughs> he can say what is good for my health. So, right, yeah. <laughs> Obviously something else isn't working too, so let's go. Yeah,
2: something else is broken too, so.
0: Yeah, it's not just work. No. And we've talked about the digital age and all that, and uh, social media is the, the hotness now for everyone to try to grab you. If you search something on your phone, it's gonna find up on your social media. If I look at something outside, somehow it comes on my social media. I, I look at a generator walking down the street in someone's house and all of a sudden it was all, all my ads. I was like, all right, I guess I gotta buy this thing. It was a here <laughs> telling me to buy yeah. it. So, so how do we work? What's the hottest thing in social media right now?
2: Um, the hottest thing is probably just overall TikTok and trends. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, we do those ads on purpose to make sure you realize that that brand or that product is everywhere. Um, So we love when you're like, oh, I'm seeing this again. I mean, we love that that happens. It usually takes five or six times for someone to see something before they action it. Um, So that's why we like to be everywhere. I would say TikTok is definitely the fad of the moment or fad of the year. Um, Businesses are just learning how to activate on TikTok. The challenge is that TikTok is not a well-organized, well-oiled machine where you can create content and distribute it. It's very spur of the moment. And it's also very authentic, which is why people love it so much. But for brands, it's very hard because they're companies and they want to approve scripts and they want to approve this messaging and that messaging. And it's like, just put someone's puppy out on TikTok for bring your dog to work day and be done with it that'll work much better than anything you're scripting out. <laughs> and so I think that they look at us like we're just crazy social media people and they're not going to, they're, they're not going to touch their brand like that. I think over time, as TikTok continues to grow, more brands are going to get into it though.
0: See, oh, I see a lot of people using their influencers just to throw out the name of a company and yeah. I think this, and maybe if you drank this soda, well, I'll do this. Oh, well, thanks buddy. Yeah. I think I'll drink that soda now.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it absolutely works. I, um, I joke that I have messed with the algorithm so bad, you know, like, because I'm always looking up different things on different clients. So I have housewares and I, one of our clients is a baby monitor. So Facebook doesn't know if I'm pregnant or if I'm redecorating my house or if I'm buying a car or if I live in Dallas at a Mexican restaurant. I mean, they're so confused by who I am, <laughs> but it it gives me joy because I see the wildest ads. Um, and a lot of them are from influencers. Um I was just targeted a couple times for simplicity, which is like a a puree, a fr- not puree, fresh juice, freshly squeezed juice, but you buy it in a bottle. And so I was at Whole Foods. I was like, Oh, I know that. So of course I picked a couple up. <laughs> so it works.
0: <laughs> it definitely works, and. And like with, when you uh, saturate your feed like that, you probably don't get to see a lot of your friends' stuff on Facebook with, with all those ads populating in there.
2: No, people will tag me. And I always joke I'm like, I'm not on Facebook after 6 p.m., <laughs> I do it all day Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and client meetings like Zoom. I am done. I want to be off my phone.
0: Right. So, besides having all the health issues and working through a pandemic, you're also a woman and a woman founder of a business, a strong business yeah what are some of the things that you had to go through to get that thing off the ground as a woman knowing that you know in in theory everyone thinks it's a man's world and that men men rule this men rule that but more women lead corporations than people know of and more women have their own businesses like you how did you uh, i guess navigate that minefield and make this successful
2: um i think a couple ways one it goes back to being stubborn i i never took no for an answer so i was like i mean i get that i'm like five two and this big but you're going to go with me anyway um two i have very been very blessed in my career so i have a good pedigree and so people know i know what i'm talking about i didn't just like open an agency with no background um and so they know i've sat in their chair been in that decision maker's chair and understood how expensive things are and the return on ad spend you have to calculate in the data um and the other thing is i kind of almost immediately got the minority um, woman business enterprise certification and really went that route. And so while we haven't seen a lot of business directly tied to that, we certainly have partnerships that drive business our way specifically because we have that certification. Um, So we don't seek out like government contracts, but other agencies that do have them that, that need to have a certain amount of their suppliers be either woman or minority or veteran or disabled owned, um, do find that we can fill that bill for them. So I'm not ashamed to take that and run with it.
0: You can't say no to everything. <laughs> All right? Yeah. Uh, speaking of the, the female veteran, female veteran owned businesses, we have a lot of uh, female entrepreneurs. I call them on here, so they're I call veteran entrepreneurs. So I just make it one word, veteran entrepreneurs. So it makes it easier easier for me, not for you, but it's good. <laughs> What, what would be some tips you tell them as they getting their, their growth going? How do, how do they keep their foot down and go forward like you do in your Ferrari? Uh,
2: one, do what you love. It's very easy to work when it's not, when it doesn't feel like work, when it's literally something you're totally loving. Um, two, surround yourself by an amazing team of people. And that doesn't mean it has to be people who work for your company, It could be your spouse, it could be your parent, it could be your grandparent, it could be your best friend, it could be former colleagues, it could be a mentor or a clergy person, whoever you have in your arena, make sure they are championing your success as opposed to doubting and questioning you. I cleaned those people out really friggin' quickly. I was like, oh no, you are not in my game. (laughs) Um, And then besides loving what you do and having that team around you, just know that some days are going to suck. Like not every day is great. Some days are really going to suck. You're going to feel like, what am I doing? Why did I do this? I'm putting my family's finances in jeopardy or you know, I can't afford my health care, or I don't have an IT department and I don't know how to fix this laptop. But it is amazing the strength you find from within when you are challenged to do so.
0: It's a great tip right there. Hopefully listeners, you listen and heed that and don't quit when the walls come up right those walls and chase your goals because they will not chase you you said earlier your husband is a race engineer and a rocket scientist and then race engineer yeah what, what uh, race engineering does it do uh, is it like-
2: he uh has been in the IndyCar car series since before it was IndyCar. car used to be cart yeah. or champ car i don't know i am not i'm not a motor i mean like i go to the races but i don't know hardly anything um and he won the IndyCar championship twice and the indy 500 in 2013
1: Wow, outstanding.
0: And you know nothing yeah. about yeah. it. Free.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's definitely the more interesting of the two. Oh,
0: you're both interesting. Uh, I love racing. So, as well, when you said racing, i wrote it down. Uh, I got to find so out. His
2: driver is Jimmy Johnson. Oh, look at there. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, if you love racing, you know Jimmy.
0: Yeah, I met Jimmy when I worked uh, the pit row at Talladega. Long, long time. Oh, yeah.
2: He's so nice.
0: Very good guy. And, uh,
2: yeah, he is a good guy.
0: And I'm glad he's still racing and just didn't go out the pasture.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's funny to consider Jimmy being a rookie, but for IndyCar, he is a rookie. You know, when they're like our rookie class.
0: <laughs> like, you see him come out. old whole seven time champion. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm with 18 year olds <laughs> You
2: don't mind me and all these trophies.
0: <laughs> don't worry, I can afford the car. It's good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: Well, I'm glad we were able to finally get this thing going and I'm glad, uh, We didn't get a lot of noise from your your server there. So that's good. (laughs) But uh, thanks for your patience and flexibility to get this going. And uh, I'm glad this happened. And thank you for sharing your story with Misfit Nation.
2: Thank you so much for having me. And if any of the guests want to reach out, give them my contact information. I'm always happy to lend an ear.
0: That's what I forgot to ask. How did they get in contact with you?
2: (laughs) Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn under Adriana Cowden, C-O-W-D-I-N. That's the easiest way. Otherwise, go to Digital, D E K A F digital.com and you can follow up the contact form and I get copied on all of them.
0: Awesome. Just
2: Thank mention you. that you came from Misfit Nation so I know who you are.
0: All right. Awesome. Make sure you do that. Say Misfit Nation and then I can put an ad on my, on my, on my show here. <laughs> all right. Have a good one, Adrian.
2: Thank you so much. You have a wonderful rest of your evening. You too. Bye.
1: Pour me Pour me another drink Cause I don't want to feel a thing no more want to sip it till the pain wears off pour me pour me another round line them up and knock them down two more let's go because i ain't never heard like this before don't want to think about her I wear a ring without her don't want to hit the karaoke bar can't sing without her so make them drink strong because brother she's gone And if I'm ever gonna move on, I'ma need some whiskey glasses. Cause brother sees God. Knock 'em back, knock 'em back, fill 'em up, fill 'em up, fill 'em up, fill 'em up, up, cause if she ain't ever coming back. Line 'em up, line 'em up, line 'em up, line 'em up, knock 'em back, knock 'em back, knock 'em back, knock 'em back, fill 'em up, fill 'em up, fill 'em up, fill 'em up, fill em up. cause if she ain't ever coming back.
0: You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, Have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are (coughs) The Misfit Nation.